back. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Nico. And I'm Joe. Yeah, you're excited. Kaylee's not here. She's busy today handling women's business. So it's me and this thing I went to high school with. You're welcome. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm sad I didn't get to meet Kaylee, though. That would have been awesome. You'll get to meet her one day. Yeah, yeah, he's never met Kaylee. Like, I don't know. But we're big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Hey, we got this. um, What is this thing? Script. Yes. In front of us. You can't be adding stuff just because you want to. Oh, got you. Nico, where am I? We're so glad to have you with us today on our podcast. Yeah, sweet babies. He calls you sweet babies. I call you friends. We're so glad to have Joe with us. You did say your name is Joe, didn't you? That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're looking forward to having Kaylee back with us on the next episode. This is going to be a, a two-part episode because it's um, just so important um, that we discuss this situation. And let me get my machine set up because y'all know I don't never hit this button on time. So today's episode is... Self-sabotage. Oh, my goodness. You did it wrong. I did? Wow. Yes. What does it say? Today's episode is... I say that, and uh-huh. then you This go. episode, the episode for today is... Then you pause, because mm-hmm. I have to hit a button, right? Self-sabotage. And then, yeah. Okay, so let's do that again. Got All right. It. Let's go for it. Today's episode is... The episode for today is... Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what I'm talking about. See, you see what happens when people pay attention? It's like right in front of us, but like, I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, let's see what Google says about self-sabotage. Do you Google on Google like Kaylee or do you search like I do? I I do a little bit of everything. I try to think of it from my own perspective and then pull up like Google. Oh, so you rely on your own thoughts. And then I compare it to what I find on Google and stuff. Oh, no. You rely on your own mind to tell you what stuff means? First and foremost. And then I kind of, you know, couple that with my, with the rest of the world. Oh, my goodness. Well, Google says self-sabotage. Self-sabotage occurs when we destroy ourselves physically, mentally, or emotionally, or deliberately hinder our own success and well-being by undermining personal goals and values. Mm. That's right. Mm. You want to read that second part? Yeah, self-sabotage, also known as behavioral dysregulation, can be conscious or unconscious depending on the level of awareness. An example of conscious self-sabotage is deciding to eat cake despite a goal to eat healthy. Unconscious self-sabotage happens when a personal goal or value has been undermined but not initially recognized. Another dimension of self-sabotage is cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is the internal imbalance or discomfort experienced when words or actions do not align with beliefs and values. When this happens, we act to ease the discomfort by changing our words or behaviors or by reframing our goals and values. <laughs> right. Oh, man. There's a lot. A lot Google has to say. Uh, yeah, and I, I got a lot I can say about changing behavior and words and reframing goals and values and stuff. But Lord have mercy. Where do we start? Well, you know, I mean, for me, self-sabotage is not something, you know, you try to think of an, a time or an event where you self-sabotage something. And for me, it's a daily struggle. Mm. Like it's a, it's a behavioral thing. 
And I mean, I can self-sabotage a compliment. I can self-sabotage a conversation. I can self-sabotage just a daily event. I can be deciding whether to go to the park or not and, and just overthink it and self-sabotage. Um, so for me, it's like, what is self-sabotage? Why do we do it? And how do we do it? Mm. It's so interesting that you mentioned self-sabotage when it comes to a compliment, because you ever notice when somebody's like, oh, I like your pants. Oh, this old thing. Right, right. You immediately jump thing. to the Oh, I'm getting there. Oh, you done lost weight. Oh, child, you know, I done lost about just three pounds. I ain't, you know, but I, I'm getting there. Right. That's the devaluing part. I mean, wow. you think, think about it from, from a young age, we learn the word no before we learn anything. Mm. No, you can't do that. No, you shouldn't do that. No, 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 no. Don't jump on the couch. Uh, you know, it's a very, um, it's a reprimandation rather than uh, like rewarding positive behavior. We mm. learn to see our behavior as negative before we learn anything. And isn't it amazing how I'm sitting there thinking when you talk about the word no, and people might think, well, when I say no, I do it like a gentle way, like no, but that's still, oh my goodness. It's a limitation. It's learning limitation. And you know, self-sabotage is basically, at least from my experience, I, something I relate to is the imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. So the imposter syndrome is where you don't experience the feeling of success internally, mm. even though you are experiencing high levels of success externally, like through your actions and through your, your accomplishing goals and everything. But you basically aren't living up to it internally. So you start to feel like a fraud. Oh, you start wow. to feel like you aren't really these things you're achieving. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I've suffered from that in the sense that, um, you know, telling myself what I've been told by the world so many times, no, you're not this, you can't do this, you can't be that, learning all these limitations and then placing them on myself, even though I'm cranking out goals left and right. Oh, man. And, you know, that brings me to think about how if you listen to the world, they will confuse that with you're just humble. Right. And who says we have to be humble? Honestly. Right. And who defi who defines that for us other than ourselves? Right. You know, there's a there's a, a girl on TikTok right now. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? I hate to say wait a minute when people say TikTok. Oh, oh just Lord have mercy. But you know what? I think it's a tool that is it's uniting TikTok, people. TikTok, TikTok. Lord have mercy. Well, there's a lyric in this song she sings and she's like, I don't have to be humble. And I'm like, I never thought of that aspect. We're taught to humble ourselves almost to a point of self-deprecation. Oh, wow. I mean, but there's also, I mean, that you can take that to the point where you remove your self pride and your motivation mm -hmm. and your understand, like you're, you're acknowledging that you are capable of something. Absolutely. You know, until the point you're like, well, I have to be so humble that I almost have to dumb myself down rather than saying, I, I am, I'm an expert at this. Mm. I can do this, which is going to fuel your confidence. Mm. I do have a question though, what? not to get off topic, but. When she sang that song, did she sound like that? She sounded way better. Way oh, better. Okay, I was just making sure because you know you can't be on here telling lies. Oh, no. I would never. <laughs> no. You can't be on here telling lies saying that she sang it like that. I was no. just making sure. <laughs> For me, it's it's fear. Fear causes me to, um, it brings in that discomfort, which causes me to change my words or behaviors. Right here where it says changing our words or behaviors or reframing our goals and values. Mm -hmm. So I might have an idea that um, when I was getting ready to move, I was wanting to move back to Nashville and I knew exactly where I wanted to live. 
And then immediately that fear kicked in. So then I say, well, you know what? I can just stay in my camper because I really don't need to spend that much because that's just a lot of like, why am I telling myself these things? Mm -hmm. Like, I know that I can do it, but I'm talking myself out of it because I'm, I'm afraid of what's next. Right. See, I know what's happening now. I know what's going on in my life right now. And it's comfortable. Right. But for me to get to where I say I want to be, I'm going to have to surrender. Right. And go through that discomfort in order to obtain those things that I want. Right. And um, my ego gets in the way too. Mm -hmm. My ego will tell me that I don't have to do it that way. Right. You know, it, 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 Ooh. Well, look, growth happens outside your comfort zone. Yes. If you have reached a place where you are fully comfortable, you've most likely plateaued. Mm. Um, if there's not some level of discomfort, in my opinion, in some area of your life working towards growth and development, then you've probably plateaued because nothing happens in the comfort zone except comfort. Mm. But you mentioned fear and for me, there's two things to be afraid of. Okay. The first fear is the fear of failure, the fear of not living up to people's expectations and the fear of their criticism, what they're going to think of what you do or don't do. That fear for me, and in my opinion, for most people, we've learned to manage. We have kind of learned to deal with that fear because for one, it's easy to place blame externally from that fear. Mm. You can say, I didn't do something because I didn't have enough money. I didn't accomplish this goal because I didn't get the same opportunities as other people. So it's easy to accept that failure publicly and say, I failed because of this reason and feel like most people are going to understand that. Mm. But what about the fear of success? This is the fear that I still can't wrap my head around. Being afraid of actually achieving your goal. That's terrifying. Because what if you actually achieve the thing you're trying to achieve and you reach and you receive criticism for that? Mm. What if you do become the thing you're trying to become and it causes you a new level of discomfort? You receive criticism or it causes you pain in some way. Well, what about the accountability that comes along with success? Yes, you succeeded because you're telling the world, I did this thing because I intended to do it. And now you're afraid that your intention is tied to whatever people are judging. Right. Whereas a failure, you can say, I didn't mean to fail. And people are going to coddle you and tell you to get back up and try again. But if you succeed, you intended to achieve this thing you achieved. So now any criticism towards that thing is towards something you meant to do. Right. So for me, I will tell you with the thing when it comes to what people may say, I don't give a damn what people may say. And I don't worry about what people think, but I will tell you the problem that I run into because people's like, how is that possible? I know I'm there and people think I'm an asshole for it. But what I have not done is recovered or healed from when I did care what people think and say. Right. So now I've taken those what people think and say from the past because the current ones don't bother me, but from the past and they've become my own judgment. Because mm-hmm. now I'm wondering, why do I say this to myself? Why do I do this to myself? But it's based on from the past when I did care what they thought and said. So when I set goals for myself, I hear somebody from childhood saying, oh, 
you know, you can't do that. Oh, when people say, oh, you know, we black, we can't have that. You know, we can't, them folks, they ain't going to let you have that. Or, you know, they don't want you to work there. Or they don't want you to drive this or live here in that right. neighborhood and this neighborhood. And in my head, even though if somebody was to say that now, I'm not worried about it. I'm just like, whatever, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But in my head daily, I still hear those things. Those right. are my judgments now. I've right. taken their judgments and made them my own. And that's post-traumatic stress disorder, Yes, to be quite honest, which is a huge factor when it comes to self-sabotage. Mm. I mean, you think of a, you know, we think of post-traumatic stress disorder, or at least when I remember that being introduced as a concept publicly, it was mostly tied to like veterans of war. Right. You know, they, they couldn't hear fireworks or loud noises that might trigger that feeling of being back on the battlefield. So they had post-traumatic stress disorder responses to that loud noise that triggered that. But that's literally those thoughts in your mind that you may have overcome, but still are impacted by those. Those are those loud noises in your head. Those are those loud bangs that go off in your head. Mm -hmm. And as much as we overcome them, they still will always be there. While they may not impact our, our results, they probably still have a huge impact on our, on our actions to get to those results. Right. And I think sometimes what I do is, as far as a negative mindset, say, well, I need to go to the gym because I want to work out. And I know the only way to get to the gym and work out is to get in my car and go to the gym and work out. Mm -hmm. And then I'll sit here and tell you all day, every day, oh, it's the psychological, it's psychological. I don't know why I don't get up and go like I want to go, but my mind just doesn't push me to go. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I'm using that energy to stay laying on the bed. When I'm sitting here telling myself, get up and go. Right. And I just sit there and be like, oh, I it's, just I just don't want to do it. Yeah, it's I just can't do it. It's, it's, it's too much work or it's not going to happen fast enough. I'm not going to get in shape quick enough. So why? Because it's going to take me a long time. Well, it took me a long time to get to where I am now. Right. And I have nothing but time. Exactly. <laughs> so why not use that time to achieve what it is that I'm trying to achieve? Because what I what I learned years ago when I started doing online college, because I hated college when I was actually in college years ago. Yes, I quit high school and went straight to college. Why? I don't know what y'all was doing. <laughs> but did you go to college? Uh, I did, actually. I went to Bevel State for a little while and then I um, went to a community college called Valencia. Oh, in Orlando. Well, I went to Bevel State and most of my professors told me that all I do is just come in and um, talk. My accounting professor was like, now, I don't know why you're in accounting class, because all you do is come in a room and disturb everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, somebody needs to disturb the situation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But what happened, you know, as I got older and I decided, you know what, maybe I want to go to law school. And I was like. Well, that's going to take a long time. You know, I have enough credits to go back and take a few classes and have a degree, but then I would have to go to law school. So what happened now, and this is years ago when I started doing online classes to finish up getting my degree, I made excuses about the amount of time it takes. Then I realized if I live, I'm going to have to go through that amount of time anyways. Right. It's what you do with that time. So why not do it? Right. Because here I am four years later. Thinking back on it, like, you know what? I could have been done by now. Mm, so when do you start? You have to start now. Because if you don't start now, then, yeah. It, right. It, it's just not going to 
I mean, I'm not going to say it's not going to work, but we got to we got to get with it. We got to stop putting stuff off because we don't feel comfortable putting the amount of time into it. But we'll put the time that time into somebody else and their goals. Yes, that's true. We sacrifice our own goals for somebody else to meet theirs. Now, what kind of sense does that make? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's placing those same limitations. It's like you said, laying in the bed, having all these intrusive thoughts and justifying all these different reasons why you shouldn't get up and go put into action what you want to put into action, whether it be go to the gym or or whatever it be. And it's like we learn to place those expectations on ourselves to the point that they debilitate any of our actions. You mm. know, another thing that I've another story I've heard of that sticks with me is the baby elephant syndrome. Basically, when they're training these baby elephants um, in other countries uh, for whatever purpose they use them for, they take the baby or the elephant when it's a baby and they tie it to a small pole. And at that age, the elephant isn't strong enough to break free of the rope that ties them to this pole. They pull and pull until basically they accept defeat and they determine that they're incapable of pulling free from this rope from this pole. But as you know, elephants grow to be huge, but they tie that elephant with the same rope to the same pole, mm. even when the elephant is huge and massive. But the elephant has learned to believe that from a young age, it's able to pull free from this pole. So oh, wow. a, a massive elephant will now stay tied to this tiny pole that it could break like a twig if it wanted to, only limited by its belief that it's still stuck there because of the fact that it couldn't do it when it was young. Mm. So, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it places that limitation on itself, even though that limitation doesn't truly exist. I was talking to a pastor um, Saturday. It's a good friend of mine. And I was talking about, you know, brother, you could be sitting here thirsty and I tell you there's water outside. If you don't believe it, you're going to get dehydrated because you're not going to go outside to see if there's water. So it all comes down to mindset. Yep. What do you truly believe and what do you truly want? Because it's one thing to say you believe and it's another thing to actually believe because your actions line up with what you believe. I can say all day that I want to go to the gym, but I've been saying that for years and haven't gotten up and taken my ass to the gym. So guess what the truth is? I don't want to go to the gym because if I did, I'd go to the gym. Right. I just want to convince myself that I want to go to the gym and that my mind is blocking me. It doesn't block me from going up there to McDonald's because it sure sounds good right now. And I don't eat McDonald's and I know I'm going to go get me a Big Mac. See, now that brings up an interesting point because we're talking about self-sabotaging ourselves from achieving success. Mm -hmm. But you just brought up a good point is, are we self-sabotaging or have we not even first determined what we want to achieve in the Ooh. first place? So like, for example, would it be considered self-sabotage that you're not getting up and going to the gym or are you really struggling with the fact that you've just placed the expectation on yourself because of social standards to believe and think that you should want to go to the gym? I think for me, it, it, it's like, I think that for the, to accomplish some of the things that I want to accomplish, I think I need the gym and healthier eating. And what I mean by that is last time I went to Six Flags in 2017, I was able to fit like two rides. <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I was so glad that they had those chairs outside of each ride that you could sit in at first to see if you fit. Mm. Because I remember I went to the fair one day. <laughs> and the man, <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Them chairs. I was at the fair one time and I got on every ride like, 
after five rides of not being able to fit, my friend's like, you going to keep trying? I was like, I sure am. I'm here to have fun. So I finally got a ride and then it, the, the bar came down and it locked, but it didn't push in the number of clicks that it needed to. That man's like, uh-uh, buddy. And I'm just oh, like, no. okay. But see, the thing is, some people would be embarrassed by that. That doesn't embarrass me because I know I'm a big guy. And I know that there are certain limitations when I go to theme parks and stuff. So it really doesn't make me feel shame or anything right. like that. Uh, some people won't go to a theme park at all. Right. I'm going to go and I'm going to try to fit in these seats right. in front of God and everybody because I'm there to have a good time. I'm not like I told you at this point in my life, I'm not I'm not worried about how I appear to other people. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm there. If I can fit, I'm going to ride it. But that's what the, the chair is there for. The chair is there for me to see if I fit. Right. And see, that's a good example because you're right. There should be no shame involved. Right. And so at that point, what it comes down to is you decide, am I trying to fit this ride because I want to or if I'm, or am I trying to fit this ride because I don't want people to think I can't fit into it? So wow. are you getting on the roller? Right. Are you getting on the ride because you want to ride it? Or are you getting on the ride because you don't want to feel like you should well, like you couldn't get right. on the ride? Right. And so, I mean, that's the same the same questions with everything you do in your life. There's a lot of times that I'm putting pressures on myself to achieve things that I'm there then not fulfilling. And I consider failure or self-sabotage when I think to myself, do I even really want to do that? Why, Mm. why am I, why is that a goal of mine? Right. And is it a goal of mine or is it one I think I should have? Mm. I have a friend and we was at a, I mean, another buddy was at his house and uh, me and my friend Ollie had already decided that we're going to walk to the park, which is about a mile and a half, two miles, right? Mm-hmm. But my other friend, he's always talking mess. So he decides he wants to go to the park, but he didn't know we had already planned to walk to the park. And he says, I bet you Nick don't want to walk to the park. Ollie, you want to walk to the park? So instead of me just saying, actually, I do. I was like, you're right. I sure don't. And I didn't go. And as I look back on that, I was like, it was okay to just let him think what he wants to think and me still do it. But in my mind, I was processing it as if I don't want to get him the power of thinking that he convinced me <laughs> to go right. to the park. Right. You know, but I think that's a form of self-sabotage. Oh, absolutely. That's, you know, well, that that's listed as one of the um, reasons or one of the behavioral identifiers of being a self-sabotager is control, mm. having a sense of control. And you will make choices and decisions based on whether or not they leave you with a feeling or a sense of having control. Oh, wow. And listen, I'm oh, here man. to t- I'm here to tell you, I've con- I've come to the conclusion at this ripe old age that I shall keep um, unannounced. I think you're older than me, ain't you? <sighs> Never. But I have learned at this ripe old age that there is no control. There is no true safety. There's no true control. You could take every measure, you know, there's people that become uh, a victim of hyper levels of the need for control and they don't leave their house. But any event can occur at any time, regardless of any precautions you've taken, Mm. which means that truly there is no control other than that that you convince yourself of having. Oh, my goodness. So it's, you know what I compare life to? I compare life to blackjack. Some people think it's a complete gamble. But I think it's a partnership between a gamble and the actions you take. Because when you're playing blackjack, 50% of that game is up to the random cards you are dealt, nothing you can control. But the other 50% 
is the choices you make with those cards. Mm. So half of it is the actions you choose to take. And the other half is using the resources you're given, which you have no control over sometimes. Oh my goodness. You bring up control and it just made me think of a situation I'm in that me and Kaylee talked about on a previous episode as to why certain people I won't leave alone. And I have this one so-called friend that I should have blocked a long time ago. But I want to prove that I have a 100% success rate Mm. and I won't let go of that. Like it keeps me putting up with the, you text me when you want to talk, but when I want to talk, you don't respond. Right. Or you'll say, Hey, and then I start talking and then you'll say, why are you blowing up my phone? Even though you reached out to me Mm. or you'll say, I need to talk to you about something. And then when I say, what is it? And you don't respond for a whole day. The next day you're like, damn, give me time. And I'm sitting there over and over. I've been going through this for years with this, this dude. And I'm just like, damn. But the only reason I'm doing it is because I want to win. Right. I want to prove that I'm better at this game than you are. Which, you know, is funny because we're talking about control, but you just segued right into another feature of self-sabotage, which is perfectionism. Ooh. And you mentioned the words out of your mouth were, I want to have a hundred percent success rate, Mm. which means you're striving for a level of perfection at all costs that you have. Exactly. So you are in control for the sole purpose of achieving pure perfection as you have deemed it to be in your mind. So now you, so now you are, you are captivated by your own need to control and to achieve a level of perfection that really you've set. And you can adjust those parameters at any point in time to free yourself of that. Right. We all can. And then here's what's the crazy part about it. The need for perfection, because I always talk about you shouldn't sacrifice yourself for somebody else's benefit, but that's what I'm doing Mm -hmm. in the name of perfection. I have to have it this way. But at the cost that I'm paying is me sacrificing because the other person really is winning because they're getting the attention when they need it. Right. And I'm not. Right. And I'm saying, well, it's worth it in order for me to prove that I'm right. So self-sabotage and self-sacrifice. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. But, you know, I mean, we still like I I previously mentioned for me personally, because sometimes I don't use a lot of I statements. And I think that people can tend to think that you are trying to give advice or or whatever the case may be when you don't give enough I statement. So to tie myself into self-sabotage, which I believe I'm the king, queen, prince and princess. Of, oh, my. Yes, I have mastered self-sabotaging. And um, to to bring it back to a personal thing that I can relate to, you know, I just recently published a book and as I was mentioning I have come to a conclusion recently that my biggest fear is succeeding Mm. because I don't truly believe that I deserve it or that I'm capable of living up to it. If I achieve it, I think to myself, how great would it be if my book went mainstream and took off like a wildfire? And then I think how terrifying would that be? The whole world would be looking at me. Can I live up to it or or will I discover myself to be a huge fraud that isn't deserving or capable of it? You know, or I, or I think of the criticism, you know, we tend to think of the things that people will criticize us for if we fail. Mm-hmm. People are going to laugh, talk about how you didn't accomplish what you were trying to accomplish. 
But the criticism of your success is just as equally as terrifying. You know, I wrote this book and sometimes I think to myself, what if the entire world persecutes me for it? Mm. You know, what if I write something and they all think it's awful or, or whatever the case may be. And so like my fear of it succeeding stops me, which I find really bizarre and I can't wrap my head around. Oh, wow. It's so much that we could talk about guys like, but you know, we have to, you know, we're going to have Joe back on here, especially when Kaylee comes in, because I would love for them to continue this conversation. So guys, there's going to be a part two. I don't want to cut it short. Now, I have something really nice set up, and I don't mean to stop the episode in the middle of talking, but, you you know, you, the attention span just goes down. It's so good. But, guys, um, I'm going to try to get Kaylee on the phone to do the word of the day. It might work. It might not. But, you know, if it does, it's going to be so cool. It's going to be our first, like, call-out, call-in type word of the day thing. So, word of the day thing. But, anyhow, so I'm going to try to get Kaylee on the phone. I don't think she's going to be able to hear me. Oh, is it ringing? Okay. Oh, wow. It hung up. <laughs> Let's try to call it again. Okay. I'm going to be so mad if this doesn't work. What's going on? Dude, do you not know how to use a computer? Who, me? Yeah. Slightly. So why is it calling her? Why is it not calling her? Maybe she's hanging up. Maybe it's calling from a number she doesn't recognize. Yeah, because see, it's ringing longer this time. The previous times, it was like she was hitting decline immediately. Here she is. Sweet babies. Hi. The word of the day. You're deserving of the life you want, the healing, the health, the success, you're worthy of it. Love yourself more and love yourself harder in the times when you feel like shit is impossible or the haters are talking mess. Choose yourself, choose your dreams because yes, the fuck you can and get to the root and discontinue that self-sabotage because we don't have time for that. Sweet babies, I love you so much. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Good, was awesome. Kaylee really cuts up, and I don't know if she can hear us. Kaylee, can you hear us? Yeah. Oh, oh, you can? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, we've been testing this the whole time, and we hadn't been able to figure it out. Joe, introduce yourself. Hello, huh? Kaylee. I was so excited to meet you, and uh, I can't wait to meet you in the future. I know, Joe. Nice to talk to you. I can't wait to meet you in person. Me as well. That was such an awesome word of the day. I was living for it. I was hyping up over here. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it hyped the other people up too, my sweet baby. Oh. Yes, and it's so called cool because it sounds like you're calling in on the radio or something. Doesn't it have that like that radio yeah. sound to it, like mm -hmm. she's just driving down the road in the car. Caller number nine, <laughs> can you can you tell us the last song and uh, and artist? Yeah, Kaylee, what's what what is the uh, what's that thing you do on the radio or something? The thing you look for to win money or something? Oh well, I personally do the one thousand dollar word of the day. Oh, I okay. text it in. Yeah, when you text the yeah, thing you text in. Yeah, you text it in. Uh-huh, me too. 
Oh, okay. So we might have people call in once we start doing live and they can call in now. This is pretty neat. You know, y'all, we're so excited because um, this is new to us, like getting all this stuff piped in. But that's so awesome. Well, Kayla, we sure. Oh, let me do it the right way. Always a good word, kind words from Kaylee. <laughs> yeah. So that was awesome. All right, Kaylee, well, we're going to hang up in your face now. And, okay. Uh, all right we'll talk to you later okay sweet babies bye 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 oh that was so awesome it wasn't working earlier unless you just didn't know what she was doing you didn't know what she was doing i I sure didn't you didn't it was the blind leading the blind over here well i don't know who was leading you because i I can see (laughs) i got these good glasses on i paid 99 dollars for oh hmm well, who you know got some ninety nine dollar glasses? Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Now, <laughs> but uh, guys, if you have questions, um, be sure to send your questions to Sweet Babies Podcast at gmail dot com. If you're not listening to us on Patreon, be sure to check us out on Patreon dot com forward slash Sweet Babies because you will find a welcome here. But before I tell you about this being a safe place and a safe space, I want Joseph to tell you about his book. Oh, that is so awesome. I did not expect that. Yeah. And let me turn the camera on so we can have it in the behind the scenes, too. That way they can. Okay, show on the book. Awesome. I appreciate that opportunity. As of today, actually, my book um, is landed on the shelves at Paper Places. Uh, which is a bookstore downtown Jasper, Alabama, but it's called Beautiful Boy, and it is a children's book with a bit of a heavy-hearted theme, but there's some light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, again, it's called Beautiful Boy. It's written by me, Joseph Micah, and it is available on Amazon and Walmart and Target, Barnes and Noble, all online. And Be sure to tell them how to spell Micah because Kaylee thought I was calling you Michael. She's like, I'm so excited to meet Michael. I was like, who is Michael? And I said, you mean I was saying my cut. <laughs> that is so funny. Yes. The things that my last name has been confused with, but it is Joseph Micah. And you're correct, actually. I never think to spell my name, but it is necessary. And and that's how you'll find me on Amazon is by typing in my last name. M as in Mary, Y as in yellow, K as in kite, U as in umbrella, T as in Tom, my cut. And uh, yeah, check it out. I'll give you a quick uh, rundown of it. It's the story of a little boy who, like many, was born bright and wonderful and without a worry in the world. And then with one experience after another, he slowly lost his sense of wonder. Can beautiful boy get back his wonder and magic or has his light seen its last shine? Mm. Do y'all think beautiful boy can find his light and his wonder and stuff? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, you never know, child, because... Well, you know, the, the brightest light is in the darkest dark. It, that's the truth. That's the truth. And I ain't, nothing, I ain't nothing wrong with the truth. You know, the truth is always wonderful. Right. But uh, I done ran out of time, y'all. I hope y'all listen all the way to the end. Um, you will find a welcome here, as I said, because this is a safe place and a safe space. I get that mixed up all the time. And then here's where I cue the outro. That's pre-recorded. But we love you guys <laughs> and we appreciate you. Sweet babies. Sweet babies. <laughs>